Welcome to Meet the Dillweed Society Film Podcast. <laughs> What's your name? Say your name. No, hold up, hold up, hold up. My name is Max, and my favorite film is Vertigo. Hello, my name is Isabella, and my favorite movie is The Price of Everything. I think I said Jurassic Park last time. What's crazy is I saw Jurassic Park, like, for the 30th. I think it was the 30th anniversary. Uh, 30th anniversary at Wolf Trap with the live symphony orchestra. Like, I saw it no Saturday. Way. Yeah, Saturday I did. It was pretty cool. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. my God. And they played... They had, like, the whole orchestra section. Playing the, like, What's interesting about Jurassic Park is, like, with films nowadays, there's music almost every scene, like, just at least, like, lower music, like, you know, like, soft music. But with Spielberg movies, you don't really have that. There's a lot of silence, which I think we'll talk about here. I know it's not a Spielberg movie, but the original was a Spielberg film. But don't, don't Spielberg know. films also have... They were, like, doing the start of the, like, the musical sting, like it would, it would I don't know something if it was would the happen, start, and it yeah, would just I be like, like, like a yeah, little... there's very famous like riffs. Yeah. In Spielberg movies and John Williams movies, you know what's been stuck in my head? What? Bum 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 bum. Yeah, and also that okay, it's like that, and to me that sounds exactly like the. Uh, Incredibles theme, which is like it does. But up, But I, I just rewatched all, all the Mission Impossibles in preparation for seeing the new one. I didn't see Barbenheimer. What I did see was Mission Impossible. Barb. So. Oh yeah. Do you or think that Mission that's better? Mission Imbarbossible, how you call it. Mission Barbossible? I think, I think Mission Impossible Barb is better. Mission Impossible Impossible Barb is perfect. It's, it's way better. So how did they feed into each other? Because I, when I saw, when I saw uh, Barbenheimer, I, yeah. I felt like they really fed into each other. And I, like, I was thinking about both of them in conversation with each other when I left. Um, do you feel like... Mission Impossible Barb had the same thing? A little bit. It was more of just, like, action and fun, I guess. Like, we were... We we, we went to see Mission Impossible, and I, I don't know who's listening to this, but I work at a movie theater, so I get free tickets. So we saw Mission Impossible in 4DX. And then we were like, if we can get tickets, because Barbie has been sold out every showing, so we, we got tickets for, like, a 935 show, like, afterwards, and we were seated in, like, the second row... And I was like, okay, well, if we can get tickets, we'll go. And so then we ended up just going, like, on a whim. And, like, I was not tired. Like, Mission Impossible is, like, nearly a three-hour-long movie. And Barbie, I guess, is two hours. But, like, it didn't feel like anything to me. Uh, I mean, time-wise. Like, it, I was so engrossed in the whole thing. So I I don't know. I think there are some characters in Mission Impossible that I that I was, like, relating in my head a little bit to the to the themes of Barbie. But... We are not talking about Barbenheimer at all today. Not even Mission Impossible. But in terms of, uh, like, franchises... The Lord of the Rings. No. Oh, boo. wait, no. Sorry, wrong. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> it's the Indiana Jones. Indy. We are talking about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny today. Yeah. And I have a synopsis for you. Yeah, go for it. Finding himself in a new era, approaching retirement, Indy wrestles with fitting into a world that seems to have outgrown him. But as the tentacles of an all-too-familiar evil return in the form of an old rival, Indy 
must don his hat and pick up his whip once more to make sure an ancient and powerful artifact doesn't fall into the wrong hands. That's so long. It's a good synopsis, I think, though. It, it keeps in theme with, like, the originals. Yeah. Okay, overall thoughts. I need to know your thoughts because you we want... watched this, like, weeks ago. I I just think... <sighs> Boo. I, you hate I, fun. You hate fun. I don't that's, hate that's fun. It. Yeah, maybe I do. Maybe I do hate fun. You know? I felt like it was so derivative, um, and it was such a safe pitch. It was it was not interesting to me at all. Okay, well, I need to know your thoughts on, like, the originals, because for me personally, I had a blast in this movie. Like, and I am not an Indiana Jones fan, and it's probably because I don't like Harrison Ford, like, as a young guy i don't i don't like his like quippy like weird nature i don't like it oh but he's in this one but in this one though he has so much more humility because of how old he is and i i really feel like the the plot of like his plot in this movie made me like his character a lot more i really overall thoughts for me i really liked it what what do you think of indiana jones in general though i i liked some indiana jones movies i liked the first one the third the, one is the best. The first and the third, and and this one I like better than Crystal Skull, and I like better than the Temple of Temple of Doom. Whatever one came out with like Shia LaBeouf in it, it was like two thousand eight. Crystal Skull. So it's it goes Raiders of the Lost Ark, and that's Indiana Jones one. Then it was and then Temple of Doom. Crystal, t- Temple of Doom. Oh, that one's the really racist one. <laughs> I mean, yes. I'm trying in to my think. head, I'm pretty sure like, there's racism in every single one. But let uh, me yeah. let me just okay. roll through my my mental it's, images. It's of Raiders. Jones movies. It's Raiders. Racist. Uh, dad problems. Dad problems. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Son and problems. Then this one. It, Raiders. Racist. Dad problems. Son problems. Wife problems. <laughs> no, it's not wife problems in this one. No. <laughs> it is wife no, and then the last one's aging. He is getting old for sure. That but is it's the also, entire plot. That is the entire plot. No, the entire plot is like chasing around is like they it was it's like National Treasure 2. I never realized until recently how many films are just like National Treasure. Like, like Mission Impossible. Chasing. Mission Impossible is also like National Treasure. <laughs> we got to kidnap this the president. No, cuz it's all like National Treasure 2 was the first one that did the like we're we're chasing after the treasure. And we're smarter than them, but they just keep stealing all the secrets that we find out. Right, right. And that's what this movie was. It was like the other people were just like on their tail. And every time they found something out, the other people also found it out at the exact same time. Well, no, the the, the evil people are just following in the footsteps of these guys who are just like way too smart. Right, and exactly. Because like, like, but who's the real smart one? Because I would just follow these guys because then you could just have it. Because <laughs> exactly. you don't have to do any work. But it gets which old. Is like, yeah, I mean... I I liked his character in this movie. I liked the time jumps. I liked Phoebe Waller-Bridge in this movie. And we'll talk about like more of the themes in it, I guess later, but like I a major reason and this movie is flopping right now. It could be the time that it comes out. It could just be that people are so obsessed. It's like the Star Wars thing. People are so obsessed with like the nostalgia of Raiders, but if you go back and watch the original, it is schlocky. Like, it's so... Okay, side note. As a kid, I thought Indiana Jones was, like, historically based. Like, (laughs) I thought thought that, like, everything that happened was, like, could happen in reality. I did not realize there was, like, fantasy elements. The Ark of the Covenant? Yeah, so I went back and I rewatched 
recently I have watched the third and the first. Yeah. The, the third is my favorite. The third is really good. It's so good with Sean Connery. Yeah. Oh my god. It's so because okay, here's why I like the third one. Because like Harrison Ford tends to have this like suave, like witty demeanor that I don't like. But in the third one, he has this humility of having his dad there. And he has right. to like they're constantly trying to like one up each other. And so in this one I felt like his age was kind of that that he was yeah. like, Listen, these youngins it's not my world. I want to leave this world, basically. I really liked Mads Mikkelsen as well. He was great. Yeah, he he really ate up that role. Yeah. He's he, such a good villain. I know. He just, like, took all the opportunity that he had to do it. This this is, like, the darkest Indiana Jones that I've seen this far. I don't think I've seen the second one. Is it? Yeah, dude. The villain, Mads Mikkelsen, is basically, like, I want to go back in time because... Hitler lost, and I could win. Like he, Hitler he didn't do. He wants to be a better do, version of he Hitler. He wants to be a better Hitler, and that's like insane to me. That's so dark. Does he? He doesn't want to be better at at killing Jews necessarily. Yes, he, wants, he does. Is that what it was? I, yes. I didn't, I didn't. I fell asleep at the end, and I didn't really like. Did you not see that one scene when there's like a guy that comes in to talk to Mads Mikkelsen? And oh, and he's like, like what, "What? Where country are you from?" Yeah, what country? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you're so yeah. right. No, he's definitely. Yeah, it's pretty dark. It's but the, pretty dark. It's all Nazis, right? It's all Nazis. The 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 original Indiana Jones was also Nazis. Yeah, but in a different way. Like this one, and the synopsis didn't really talk about like what actually they're chasing after. But basically, they're chasing after this device made by what's his name Archimedes. Archimedes, Archimedes yes, made by Archimedes, and it's basically a time travel mm-hmm. device time machine it's a time it machine. reveals fissures in time and i saw this with adelie and she leaned over to me and she said what did he just say <laughs> what <laughs> what do you mean our our french friend fissures? she doesn't fissures? under fissures in time and she and i was like like oh, cracks like in time and she was like what does that mean and i was like i don't know <laughs> how do you explain that to a friend a crack person? in time like explain uh, time travel to France. No, but it's not even... It's not clear that it's time travel. It just reveals, They don't like, got time in France, Max. Yeah. Paris is the city that never sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I honestly... I thought the time travel in this one, like, it was well thought out. I was a little confused it, at the end, and we'll probably get to that because there is, like, a major spoiler at the end. I thought this was going to be the last one. Because Harrison Ford, like, also, this movie had, like, a $300 million budget. Yeah, it was I assume enormous. a lot of it went to Harrison Ford because he is done. He's donezo with these movies. Yeah. And, but the way that they set it up with, like, Phoebe Waller-Bridge being, like, the friend, no, the daughter of his friend. Right. Right? What's his name? Basil? Yeah. The, yeah. And so it's the daughter of Basil. Like, they had this joke, or, like, this thing where he called her, like, Wallaby or something. hmm And they didn't close Wombat. that link. Wombat. And they didn't close that link, which, is make, which makes me think that they're going to have another Indiana Jones where Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the main person. That felt like what they were setting it up to be. That's, and, and maybe they'll, like, have Indiana Jones, like, in a flashback. Or, like, Harrison Ford in a flashback or something. I didn't, I didn't like her at first because she was very money driven 
which is like not uh it's like the opposite of indiana jones right exactly it's like a good foil to him on the on the one hand yes but then also he like all in all these movies he finds a way to just destroy like priceless artifacts like in that one scene when they were like in that big hall at his university yeah Oh my um, god. Oh my and god. And all of the entire no. things fell down. I, I was like, that I is... I screamed. You can't do that. That You can't do that. And then they just, like, don't talk about it. I'm like, Jesus. Thank god he's retiring. Does he do that in other movies? I feel like they break things all the time that are, like, so historical, like, priceless objects. But she came around in the end for me, I think. she Like, I think she brings a fresh take to it, because, like... And I, and I liked also that this movie didn't have a love interest because that is something that I hate about the earlier movies is that there's always, like, a woman. Right. You know, like, if, if you were to make a new Indiana Jones series, what would you want to keep of, of all of it, you know? I like the National Treasure aspects because I'm a big National Treasure stan. Like, the history, like, uh, the expedition, history. like, finding something, like, a secret... I'm okay with a witty character if it's, like, not annoying. Like, Phoebe Waller-Bridge did a good job, I think. She's very smart. Um, she's not cool. Right, she's not. But, like, I kind of like that. And I think what's also funny is, like, when they went to... Oh, I don't even remember where they were. But, like, with her ex-fiancé or something that she, like, stole money oh from Oh, my or God. Something. That, that was, that was so really funny. Good. It was so like, funny. Like, the one instance of, like, a love interest. And it's, like, the funniest because they're in a car chase with, like, the police, the guys chasing after them, and, like, her ex-fiancé who she's who has been, like, running after her. It's so funny. I thought that was the, the period in the film that she actually like got the most character development and i wish there was more of that you know yeah that's true i really just like completely different than what we were talking about but i yeah. really liked also the period piece-ness of it like it takes place in the 70s obviously because he's like older or 60s. but it couldn't take place now yeah i think it was like whenever they went to the moon so that's 69 or 60 yeah. 68 or something and he is, like, so out of place. Like, Indiana Jones is so out of place. He lost... Apparently, now we find out he had a son. I don't know if that was... No, Shia oh, LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Lost his son in the war. And his wife, they were getting a divorce because they couldn't, like, cope with that, which I thought was an interesting thing. He is so out of place with, like, everything going on. And do we? can we talk about the spoiler section? Yes. Do we have anything else that we like want to say before? I would say. Over it? I would say if you are a fan of Indiana Jones, like mid tier fan, you'll probably have a lot of fun watching this. If you're a diehard fan, you might not like this, uh, because it it could feel too pandery. But if you just go in for like a film, you know, it, you're gonna have a fun time. But if you're like too obsessed with Indiana Jones which most people who are will not admit it. Uh, you probably won't like this because it really did flop. Oh, a little another thing. Oh my gosh, I forgot to mention this. So I was at work today and um, this lady and her daughter who had come in like three weeks ago to come see Indiana Jones, they come in again. And because like her daughter was writing an essay, this daughter was like 
10 years old writing an essay really? on the indiana jones series no and way she comes up to my register it was like a huge rush she comes <gasps> up to my register and she's like she's like you remember me and i was no. like it took me a second and i was like oh my god yeah indiana jones how's the essay going and she was like i'm still writing it we're back again to see it again yeah and, and uh I, and i told her i was like i told the mom i was like i'm a i'm I was I studied film in college and I had a really t- fun time and that's so cool that your daughter is like so involved with that and yeah. uh, I gave her like a pen and everything I made her fresh mozzarella sticks. Oh. But yeah, Aww. like they came back today to see it because she was watching the entire series and then she was taking notes. I gave her a pen to use to like take notes during the movie, so that's a little a little tidbit from work. That's so cute. I hope the essay is good. I know. She said it was like 18 pages. I was what? like, that's like insane. You're like 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. But she was sweet. Places. Yeah. Her name was Mackenzie. She was Aww. sweet. And the mom was really funny. She, I told her to get like the Regal app because you get like on Tuesday, it's half off. And so she was, I was like, you got the Regal app? She's like, yep. I'm like, great. It's value day. You get half off tickets and like half off popcorn. And I gave her her white wine because she always wants white wine. <laughs> and I was like, have a good movie. <laughs> she was over it. The mom was totally over it. But, you know, her daughter was having a fun time. <laughs> anyway, yeah. It, go see the movie if you want. It'll probably come out on, like, Disney Plus soon. Because yeah. it's, like, been out for a while. Go see it if you want something fun. Um, but we are going to continue talking about it. Because there is a big spoiler, like, thing that happens. And I this honestly, like... It could make or break the movie for you. For me, it made it. I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about. Oh, okay. So when they actually make it back in oh, time. Oh, go back in time. And yeah, they, go but on. they, he's apparently, okay. So the Mads Mikkelsen is trying to get back to like World War II, basically. And he's like, yeah. what he doesn't realize is like, there's like a fissure, like they didn't account for like something in the time thing, something. And so they actually go back to the war in, um, I don't even know where it was, but Archimedes the was there. Peloponnesian War. Yes, the, exactly. In, the, the Siege of Syracuse. Yes, the Siege of Syracuse. Yes, exactly. Um, and so Indiana Jones is there. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is there. The Nazis are also there. And they come in with their planes. Planes. <laughs> the Nazi planes. Nazi plane in Syracuse <laughs> in, like, something BCE oh or whatever. God. The big thing at the end is, like, Indy wants to stay with Archimedes because he's, like, lost in the... He doesn't feel like he's in his own time. He's, like, a man without time. And so it makes sense for him, like, he wants to stay there instead of, like, facing the reality of, like, going back, divorcing his wife, and dealing with his dead son. And, like, for me personally, I thought he should stay. What I actually thought was going to happen was... He go. He stays there, helps Archimedes because Archimedes is in the process of building the whatever stone it's called. That the Dial of Destiny. Travel. The Dial of Destiny. Thank you. <laughs> the name of the movie. I thought Indiana Jones was gonna stay there with him and t- help him like fix it up and then go back to like a different time or whatever. Like go but back that, even further. What actually has to happen is. They, they have to tell Archimedes, okay, you need to make it so that whoever finds this, you need to break it in half after you make it, but whoever finds this, you have to make them come back to this particular point in time because that's, that's how time travel works. It's like you went back in time, so it must, must have 
already happened. Which right. they know it already happened because when they went to the grave, there were propellers on the grave. Yeah. So, and the there watch, you go. right? And the watch, exactly. I like that part. I thought it was, I was like, I was screaming my seat. I was like, well, we saw it in 40X at Regal. It was crazy cool. I really liked it. Yeah. And uh, we were the only ones in the theater, too. So it was a really fun experience. That is fun. Do you have any more thoughts on Indiana Jones? I, I was frustrated by how they felt like they had to call back to the first movie over and over and over again. Like, I think that, that that was sort of, like, the pitch for this movie was, like, what if we just made an Indiana Jones movie that reminded you of the first Indiana Jones movie? Like, every, like, all the characters were callbacks. Yeah, it was a, I mean, and there were cameos, for sure. And I think those were because it is the last in the series. And they wanted, firstly, they wanted to give fan service to the people who missed them. Secondly, they wanted to bring all those characters back to have this, like, reunion for the last movie yeah like this is the send-off this is the big send-off they gotta have everyone and like honestly i i don't mind because i i didn't really have like a tie into those characters in general like i didn't really care about them you know what i realized though the guy what's this the guy with the fez yeah him he's like british in real life or scottish or something okay he is also i i knew i recognized him because at first I thought it was his dad. And then I was like, no, that is Chris Pine's father in Princess <gasps> Diaries 2. Oh my, yes it is. Yes <laughs> yeah. it is. Oh I was my like, God. I know you. I know you. Princess Diaries 2. That used to be my sick day movie. So good. He's a, I mean, he's fun to watch in the movie. Yeah, and then they also had his other friend who ended up dying, actually. Right? I can't oh, remember yeah. his name, but it was like... Well, obviously, Basil died, but we knew that. His other friend was new character, I think. I don't remember him. It wasn't... It wasn't Antonio Banderas. I don't know. It was someone. It was someone. Right. I Maybe it wasn't Antonio Sala was the guy with the fez. John Reese davies There was a lot of, like, shuttling you from scene to scene. Um, and not a lot of, like, sitting in a scene and, like, actually developing the... But they don't have that in the original. No, I mean, in, in a way, they sort of movie. do. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Um, maybe I don't like the original Indiana Jones movie that much. I don't remember liking it. And I rewatched it, and I still don't love it to me. Like, if, if I'm going to suggest a one to watch, it's the third one. Yeah. Because that one's the most fun. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to tell, because I just, I don't want it to recreate the first one. You know, I don't. If it, if I it don't did think it did. Like, it didn't. No, it definitely didn't. Yeah, because, like, the, the characters are... I mean, there's cameos of characters, but the characters, like, within the plot are completely different. There is no love interest for Indiana Jones other than his wife slash ex-wife. Yeah. Who, like, has a minute of screen time. Um, Even though she's sort of, like, the uh, a big part of the plot. Yeah. Her essence is. But it's yeah. mainly, like... Indiana Jones not knowing how to deal with his current reality. Yeah. I really... You know what scene I really liked? The horse. The horse When he got on the horse, that was fun. Not to be a cat, but... That was really fun. (laughs) I thought it was cute. It was cute when he rode the horse in the the subway. And uh, for those listening, we will talk about Barbie soon. We are planning on talking about it with our mother. Shout out our mom. 
whose birthday is on uh, Sunday, July 30th, wish Sunday, Joanne Sunday, a happy Sunday. birthday. So we will figure out when to talk about Barbie, but um, with that, do we want to give our ratings for the movie? Well, I want to ask you one question, which okay, is... Okay, sure. Would you watch a Phoebe Waller-Bridge Indiana Jones movie, and would you be excited about it? Probably not, because I don't like Indiana Jones in general. It's not. It's never been one of my like franchises that I like. Uh, I wasn't even... I mean, the only reason why I went and saw this is because I had watched the third and first recently, and I was like, might as well just see the new one. Because it was that was at the point of time when there was nothing out, and like I wanted to go see a movie, and so I just saw this one. Yeah. But I probably would not see. It depends when it comes out. If there's nothing else out, I might see it. But you would not be excited about it no matter what. Yeah. See, yeah. that's the thing with like Mission Impossible right now. It should have gotten so much more revenue, but it really it came out a week before Barbie and Oppenheimer, and. Yeah. Barbie and Oppenheimer have literally been the craziest week. It's been the craziest week of my life in that at that job. Like it's <laughs> it's seriously it's it's insane. It's like packed from dawn till dusk. Dawn till dusk. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But and at a certain point I wasn't even going to see Barbie because I was like all these customers are kind of turning me off seeing it. But then I I was like I came around on it. And I, I'm glad I did, because it was a great movie. And we will talk about that. It's going to be probably our next podcast, because I still haven't seen Oppenheimer. And you haven't seen Mission Impossible, and I don't think we're going to talk about that. But no, that's I okay. So. I would it's, talk about it's all Oppenheimer. Good. Um, anyway, do we want to give our ratings? I would give this movie a 2.5 out of 5. What? <laughs> 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 um, uh, you want to express that with your words? No. Anyway, I gave it a four. I really liked it. A and my, four? My, my, uh, my letterbox review was maybe I do like Indiana Jones. Really? So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. For Raiders, I gave it a two and a half. Uh, for The Last Crusade, I gave it a four and a half. So, that tells you. Um, and I I have yet to see the second one or the fourth one, I believe. I might have seen them, like, when I was really young, but I don't remember them at all. That This ranks second in my ranking of Indiana Joneses. Holy cow. So, um, yeah, there we go. Do we want to move into recommendations? I'm up for that. Uh, I would recommend people go see Oppenheimer. Bro, now you're gonna make me say Barbie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do recommend. Okay, go ahead. Wait, Oppenheimer. Uh, I thought it was. Hold up. Oppenheimer is a very long movie, uh, and it's. It was for me like a quite disturbing and moving film. Um, yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. But I think for that reason, it's worth seeing, um, because there aren't, uh, there haven't been a lot of, like. Uh, moving dramas this year and this is like the first one i can think of uh in a few months and worth seeing for that reason yeah i've heard really good things about both oppenheimer and barbie which are great considering they're both the amount of marketing and like hype that they got and that they still got good reviews that's crazy you would think a lot of people would go in with like the mindset of like oh my god it's like gonna be so good it's gonna be so good and then they get let down I know I've talked a lot about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, 
if you like the series, you're going to love it. I would recommend you see that, but I'm also just going to throw in Barbie here just to, like, get the Barbenheimer in here. It is really good. If you think you're not going to like it, you might like it, actually. And you're thinking it's just going to be, like, about a toy. It's it's so much more than a toy, and not in the way that you're thinking. And I'm not even talking about the political aspects. I'm just saying you're going to have such a fun time if you go see Barbie. It's a fun film. And you're Knuff, so... You should go see it and learn how that you you can be Knuff. Yeah. I'm just Ken. Everywhere else I'd be a ten. (laughs) I've been singing that ever since I ever since I saw it. I've been singing that song. It's so good. Oh my god! I'm I'm so excited. I'm talking on the podcast about how I'm excited to talk on the podcast about that scene (laughs) where it's like a white like just yeah. Colored like the uh, the uh, the uh, the ending um, of American in Paris, or no, it's not the ending. Of, it's it's the cutscene of sound. Uh, what do you call it? Singing in the rain. Singing in the rain. Yeah, the cutscene. Yes. Yeah, yes, it's the, old Hollywood, old Broadway, and meets meets Greece, like yes. Greece lightning. Yes. No, there's a ton of references in that. Like the the when they do the I rock mean, paper scissors thing, yeah. that's from uh, the fight scene in West Side Story. <gasps> so true. Right? Like, there's all these theater references in that yeah. fight scene. Yeah. Ugh, it's so and good. If, and if you don't like Greta Gerwig, if you're a Ladybug hater, as I can understand, what I will suggest, that is also Barbie-related, is you watch Real Women Have Curves, which is America Ferrera's, like, 2000s movie. And it's way better than Ladybird. It's got all the same themes, but, like, way better. And I think it was honestly the inspiration for Greta Gerwig writing Ladybird. So, there you go. America Ferrera is great. Brian is Gosling is great. Margot Robbie's great. No, I'm recommending a whole bunch of things. I'm recommending you. You're uh, all your recommendations on. I'm recommending podcast. you don't buy Michelob Ultra. I'm recommending that you get a cat. I'm recommending that you photosynthesize a little bit in the sun, and listen to a podcast called Tooth and Claw. I'm recommending that you sleep well, do good work. And keep in touch. 